Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Today, I have the guest, Stephen Curran, with me. Would you introduce yourself, please? Yes. Uh, thank you, Lee, for uh, giving me this opportunity. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'm Steve Curran, and uh, I was uh, born and raised in uh, the central part of California. And my wife and I met when we were in uh, junior high school, and we've been married uh, 51 years. We have uh, three children, or four children, and uh, uh, we have 10 grandchildren. And we live here in Mesa, and uh, I'm retired, and I stay busy doing a lot of volunteer work and uh, uh, just doing some traveling and enjoying life. What did you retire from? I was in uh, sales. I sold uh, commercial door hardware, and I did it for probably about 45 years and uh, worked for two companies and uh, traveled all over the United States and then uh, had the opportunity for the last 17 years to travel all over the world. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't disappointed that you didn't sell vacuums. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so why don't we, um, talk about, uh, your experience you had back, back a long time ago, many, many years ago, back in the eighties. Yes. It, uh, it happened in, uh, 1984 and, uh, our family, I'll give you our makeup of our family is, uh, and my wife and I, and then, uh, we had our oldest son is Tim. He was 13. Uh, Amy was 11. Uh, Megan was seven and Brigham was five, and uh, I have to have to say that uh, uh, it's almost like we were guided and prepared uh, for this uh, incident that happened in our life uh, to happen because of things that happened and the things that uh, were said. Um, Experience uh, you had, that yes, sort of stuff. Yes, uh, especially the week before. And so okay. uh, we were up in uh, Yosemite for uh, two weeks, and we were camping. And um, we uh, uh, came to our last night, what ha- happened to be a uh, Monday night, and uh, we decided to uh, gather the kids together around a picnic table. And uh, uh, my wife felt impressed to uh, uh, need to talk uh, to our family about sharing our love more often with one another. And uh, we talked uh, and gave a couple stories, and, uh, and our, our kids uh, really uh, got into it, and um, they understood the message. And uh, at the end, we went around the table, and we shared our love for one another, and, and it was just a, a terrific evening. It was a wonderful evening. A week uh, after we went home, uh, well, we were home in uh, Southern California where we were living, and uh, uh, on Labor Day, which was uh, September 3rd, 1984, uh, my oldest son, Tim, and I were out working around the yard doing some things, and uh, a good friend of ours uh, came over and uh, invited Tim to... uh, go water skiing. He had just received his uh, water skiing merit badge uh, uh, that summer, and he enjoyed it, and he enjoyed these, these people, and we, we enjoyed them as well, and very good friends. And uh, uh, so it was arranged that uh, 
he would go over and spend the night, that Monday night, uh, with them and uh, then get up early in the morning and, and go out to the lake for a day of water skiing. So that evening, uh, Ellie and I were uh, going to go out uh, uh, with some friends and uh, our kids were sitting on the, the sofa. All four of them were sitting on the sofa. And I remember this as if it happened today. And uh, we leaned down and we uh, gave each one of them a kiss. And uh, we told them that we loved them. And uh, they each responded back with the same, I love you. And, and that was all uh, your kids, right? All of the kids. Okay. You know, and it so was, he hadn't left to go yet. Hadn't left. Okay. And, and so uh, it, it, was just, it was just perfect. And so we left, and uh, an hour later, uh, the friends came over and uh, picked up Tim and uh, took him to their house uh, where he spent the night. The next morning, I had uh, a business trip, and I uh, was driving to uh, the Orange County Airport. I was going to fly, actually, to Phoenix. And uh, I was thinking, uh, what a beautiful day it was, and what a great uh, activity uh, he's going to have, and it's just just going to be a perfect day and uh so i so you I, were happy happy for him just oh very happy for him and uh and uh you know he was with the right people and it was just it was great and so uh um i got on the plane and uh we took off and about uh oh 10 minutes before we were going to land uh the stewardess came back and uh, asked me uh, my name, and I told her Steve Curran, and uh, and she said, uh, "Well, would you mind coming up uh, to the front because I need to uh, take you off the plane first? Uh, there's an important phone call for you." I uh, didn't think too much of it. Not that it happens a lot. In fact, it never happened before. And uh, so, has it happened since? Uh, no. And uh, so the. Uh, she took me up to the front, and I sat down, and um, and uh, the plane landed, and uh, uh, it was Republic Airline, one of the old airlines uh, at that time. Uh, one of the uh, uh, senior officers uh, for the company here locally uh, came to the plane and uh, took me off the plane, and uh, so as we were walking uh, uh to his office, uh, he asked me, he said, uh, do you know Milt Riggs? And I said, I sure do. He's a good friend of mine. He said, well, he's, he's uh, waiting for you on the phone. And I said, okay. So we walked down the hall and uh, we walked into uh, to the office and there were three ladies that were sitting in kind of like uh, doing clerical work. And they were sitting there. And the minute I walked in, <clears throat> they looked up at me and they started crying. And I thought, wow, what, what, what a terrible, what a terrible looking. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible place to work. You know, I mean, this is, a, and and uh, so I went in, and uh, he uh, sat me down, and uh, he left the office, shut the door, and uh, and I, uh, I said, Milt, I said. Uh, I'm on the phone. He says, uh, Steve, he says, there's been a, a terrible accident uh, out at the lake, and uh, Tim was killed. And uh, <clears throat> it was almost as if somebody had taken uh, their fist and just doubled it up and just hit me right in the stomach. I was just, I was destroyed right at that time. And it was just, 
well, it bothers me today uh, when I think about it. And uh, so they, they put me immediately on another uh, plane going back to, uh, back to uh, Southern California, Orange County. And I, I sat there. It seemed like the longest flight. And I, I went out to the car, and I got in my car, and I was uh, driving home on the freeway. And I, I didn't turn on the radio. The radio was all already on from uh, when I was uh, driving to the airport. And uh, it was an all-news station. And the reporter came, you know, one of his deals, he said, uh, talked about the accident out at Paris Lake in, in California, and he said, uh, uh, a young man uh, by the name of Timothy Curran uh, uh, was killed. And it was then that I realized that it was true, you know, that... Uh, it all seemed I, like I was, a dream before that. Uh, yes, I was hoping that it was a dream. I, right. You know, it just, uh, I was just hoping that it hadn't happened, and, and uh, so... It was real once I heard that, and uh, uh, I drove up to the house, and our kids hadn't started school yet, and our uh, our oldest daughter, Amy, 11 years old, uh, she came running out, and she uh, gave me a hug, and, uh, and uh, through her tears, she said, Dad, I want you to know the last thing that I said to Tim was, I love you. So she got the message, you know, uh, that we tied up in Yosemite, and, and she did it, and uh, and uh, she was grateful that she did, but uh, you know that was important that uh, that she share that. And uh, so, uh, from that point on, uh, you know our lives changed. Uh, they've changed. It, it's changed uh, even today. Um, we there isn't a day that goes by that uh, that we. We don't think about him. Uh, we talk about him as if he's uh, still alive and uh, you know still still with us. He'd be almost fifty years old today, and uh, uh, so it's uh, in our family. Uh, he has uh, been kind of the the foundation uh, in our religion. We believe that uh, there's going to be an opportunity for us to be together as a family, and that we will be with him again. And it's that um, belief that we have, and a strong belief, that really gets us through this, uh, got us through that difficult time and, and carries us uh, to today, that uh, we're, we're able to, uh, to deal with it and deal with this loss. We... Uh, we Tried to go to some uh, uh, group counseling, and uh, a lot of it were, uh, it was, uh, the ch uh, children had died uh, from uh, uh, self-inflicted uh, right. suicide, and uh, we, we just didn't feel that this was going to help us, and uh, so we, we quit. So we didn't really get any psychological help we should have gotten some help for our oldest daughter i think we got so wrapped up in our own problem and didn't didn't think about her and uh till you know wish i had done that if i had to you know look back i that i would have done that how know? did you how did you handle the loss then if you didn't go see a counselor or well like that? you know i um uh, 
well, for two years, I was just, I struggled. I just, it was just a personal struggle for me. Um, I talked with my friends. If we hadn't had our friends, that would have been, been really, really difficult. Uh, but I would be in meetings, and uh, all of a sudden, I would just, i drift off. And, uh, you know, they would almost have to, you know, touch me, you know, and, and, and bring me back in, you right. know. And, and uh, I, I thought, wow, uh, this is... Did you ever have that happen, like, while you were driving? Or, like, oh, you would get to your destination, like, wow, how'd I get here, or anything like that? Oh, no, but I I would think about it all the time, you know. I, I mean, right. I just... It's very it, consuming. It was... It consumed 24-7. And, right. And I know it, uh, my wife... Uh, struggled as well the the first night uh <clears throat> the night of the accident we went down to uh tim's favorite beach and uh, we walked along the beach and we uh we stopped and we we talked about this and and we knew that uh you know because we had heard the uh, stress that uh, uh death loss of life, loss of a child can uh, put on a marriage because everybody deals with it differently. And uh, we made a vow to each other that uh, this was not going to uh, come between us and was not going to do anything to, uh, to damage our, uh, our family relationship. And uh, we really worked hard to make sure that that, that didn't happen. And... Um, and it hasn't. It hasn't happened. Uh, I'm not going to say that it wasn't uh, wasn't difficult, but uh, you know, well, I, marriage isn't difficult though, even without tragedy. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, but uh, we've been able to uh, to deal with it because I uh, I put together a, a talk, and and I believe my life mission is that. Uh, to uh, to tell people that uh, I put the talk together and I titled it "If You Love Them, Tell Them," and uh, uh, we were prepared for that. We were uh, no question. We were uh, uh, inspired to talk about it when we were in Yosemite. Uh, it was a message that was very strong, and uh, we listened and we did it. And uh, thank goodness we did because. We don't have any guilt. We don't feel, you know, maybe we shouldn't have let him go. Maybe we, you know, right. had we not done that, had we said no, then he would be alive today. We don't, I don't even think about that. You have regrets. just not, no. None at all. You don't have any regrets. None. You know, I mean. You uh, have remorse oh, for what happened, but no regrets. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I miss him terribly. Right. Uh, I, you know, we you know, think about how he would look, you know, and possibly have several children and that would give us more grandchildren and, and on that. But, you know, as far as, uh, uh, regrets of wish we had done something different no, because we said everything that we were supposed to do. And, and uh, um, the last thing I said to him was, I love you. And he said it right back to me. And that was good enough. Right. That was, that was good enough. And uh, then, you know, you can get into why did it happen? And uh, Well, we really don't know, right? No, we, we, we don't know. But uh, uh, the way it was explained to me by one of uh, our church leaders, uh, 
you know, because people would come up to us and they would come up and, and say, uh, you know, he's in a better place. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, the Lord needed him now. How did you handle that advice that people well, would give you like that? Well, you know, I, I, I... Those are a lot of cliches that a lot of members of your church... Oh, use. yes. And, 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 and they, meant, they meant good. They really didn't know right. what to say. And, and, uh, but they but felt like they needed to say something. They had to say something, and that, that's what they'd say. And, and, you know, I, would say to, I wouldn't say anything to them. I would thank them. But would it I frustrate would, you? Oh, I would think in my mind, I would say... Uh, the Lord didn't need a 13-year-old child. No. I mean, there is no way, you know. Right. And uh, uh, and so it was explained to us, uh, example, uh, if a young mother is driving down the highway and a uh, person crosses the highway and he's he's drunk and he, he hits her car and kills her and leaves her, you know, her children without a mother, I don't believe that the Lord needed her. You know, I mean, the I kids either. needed her. The kids needed right. her. A law of nature was broken. Right. And that was the penalty for that. Now, could uh, could it have been averted? Yeah, I think it could have. I think, you know, you hear about miracles all the time. Uh, right. We'll sit. Uh, we have friends in our church that uh, talk about things that uh, happened in their children's life or their spouse's life was spared and and we look at each other and say well why did it happen to them and why yep. didn't it happen to us and so that's that that's that game that we were talking about yes earlier. yeah uh, off off air is that so, what if game <laughs> yeah it's a, so you deal with that but you know we have come to the uh, conclusion that a law of nature was broken and uh his life was taken and uh um we we are good with that, and I think that uh, uh, everybody has to <clears throat> come to their own conclusion, right. what's going to get them uh, through it, and uh, that has gotten us through it. Uh, we don't have the guilt, you know, because of that, right. and 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 we have we have. I want to say moved on, but you no, but we found closure in that. Right, closure. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that that you talk about these these comments because I've I've talked about it, about my experience and a lot of dumb things that were said to me, a lot of cliche things, a lot of things that you just really shouldn't say to someone when they're going through a hard time like that. You know, grieving, people grieving for yeah, people a loss. mean well. Yeah, you know, oh. they, they they totally mean well, yep. and they just. Uh, uh, you know, they they say what? Well, you know, we all we all have the a want to help, right? Of course. You know, and and so one thing that that I learned from my counselor going to counseling is, and I've mentioned it before, is I had the same situation: people approaching me at church, and people not in church, and just on you know people that I knew, and oh, I feel so bad for you you know, what can I do for you? And I'm like, nothing. And then they would proceed to say, oh, well, you know, I, I've actually had people tell me, oh, well, this was set up before you came here. You were supposed to, you know, that was supposed to happen with my situation. And, and it was really frustrating to me because I don't believe that. And I don't think it's taught anywhere about that. Um, personally. And, <clears throat> I, I remember venting to my counselor about it and, and she's like, well, you know, they're, they're just telling, they're not telling you these things because they are, 
you know, want to torture you or, you know, want to hurt, hurt you in some way. It's all out of love. You know, would you agree? And, and I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. And she goes, well, th- you need to give them something they can do then because you're telling them they can't do anything. And, and in their mind, they're saying, no, I can because I've went through this experience. And so it's kind of similar because I felt bad. And so maybe it'll help him. And she, and the advice she gave me is just tell them to pray for you. That's it. And, you know, after I did that, after I changed my, the way I handled it and gave them a job to do, and it was something that they actually could do, then it changed all the, all this, I, I say bad advice or this cliche stuff and stuff that shouldn't be said, um, stopped happening because they can, they actually, it was something they could do. They could tangibly do it. And so it really helped me in, and you know, I don't, I don't know what you, what you ended up doing and you and your family ended up doing, but that helped me tremendously. Well, <laughs> did you, did you have something like that, that, that you, that you did that helped you? The, the thing that helped me, and I, I mentioned it to you earlier, Lee, that, uh, um, I put together a, a presentation, right. uh, Titled, if you love them, tell them. And I bet I've given this uh, maybe 75 to 100 times. And every time I give it, uh, even though it kind of peels off the the scab a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my message is to uh, the it's people I'm talking love, right? to is, yes, if you love them, tell them. Be sure, be sure and do that. Make sure that that's the, the last thing you say. You know, right. I tell... I tell young kids, I say, you know, I, I know sometimes you get upset or or spouses will get upset with one another right. and they walk out the door and... Uh, upset. Upset. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, uh, that shouldn't be uh, the last thing that, that happens, uh, you know, right. because uh, we saw, you know, what, what can happen and um, uh, firsthand. Uh, also, we got into, I'm not going to get into the... <clears throat> the cause of the, of the accident, uh, but fine. there were... I wouldn't ask you to do No, that. I understand, but there were people that were involved, and so uh, I was uh, having a conversation with uh, one of my church leaders, and uh, he said to me, he asked me, he says, uh, have you forgiven them? And I, just a, a quick snap response was, absolutely not. You know, and that was about uh, a year after. And I said, absolutely not. And he said, well, I'm just going to tell you that uh, uh, your progression is on hold. Until uh, you do that. Until until you do that. You know, and he said, I would counsel you to to, uh, meet with them and to uh, forgive them. And so about six months later, uh, Ellie and I, uh, had a wonderful meeting. It was a difficult meeting, and uh, we had a wonderful meeting, and uh, uh, a lot of tears were shed in that in that uh, that home. And uh, uh, but forgiveness was was extended. Forgiveness was received on both both sides. And uh, did they forgive themselves? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that. You know. Uh, 
I you gave no, them a, you gave them a, a golden key to absolutely to, absolutely uh, you know and I uh, when we walked out of the house it was like a hundred pound bag of cement had been taken off my shoulders and uh, and I know from my wife as well and and we just felt good we felt good right and uh, and I agree we were able to to move on again that was just another thing that we needed to do in order to get through it. And move on, and uh, and so we've uh, we did that. And uh, another thing too is uh, I was going through a difficult uh, time uh, with my both my brother and my father uh, who lived in uh, central part of California, and um, we had had a disagreement, and uh, uh, we hadn't spoken for several years. And uh, at uh, at Tim's funeral. Uh, Right after the funeral, I said to both of them, uh, I said, uh, let's walk over away and we've got to talk. And I said, uh, we just experienced uh, how fragile life is. And I said, I want whatever our disagreement is to stop. And I shared my love for them. And uh, they did the same thing. And we've never done that before. And uh, before that time, and... uh, Oh, I would say from that point on, we must talk to each other because we weren't living in the same same town. We probably talked to each other uh, three times a week. We were very, very close, you know, and they both passed passed away. But uh, it was just a, a blessing for that, you know, to have my relationship with my brother and my father uh, back strong again. And I owe it all to this lesson that we were Right, we were taught. So, so uh, you know, I, I I have to just excuse me once. I have to say that, uh, well, for us, we found we found a positive in this. I mean, it was, it was a negative, and you can let it beat you, and yep. and it'll beat you to death. But we found a positive, and we've tried to turn that around, and uh, and and uh, and used it to our advantage. And I think we have received. A lot of a lot of good from it. We, uh, one of our son's uh, uh, good friends, uh, put together Tim's uh, Tim's friends. Yeah, Tim's friends uh, okay. put together uh, his Eagle Scout project was to uh, create a uh, scholarship at Brigham Young University in Tim's name, and um, and that goes every year. And uh, four scholarships are given out every year. That's amazing. To young people and his his name and and it's just it's just good good stuff right you know and so so yes we feel bad at times but and their time christmas is probably a, a tough time especially for my wife uh we didn't have christmas at home we didn't set up a tree for a long time uh but she finally realized that you know we still have other children and they're entitled to all of this we would go on trips instead of staying home <clears throat> and uh uh now we still we still do it there, there's a there's a box that we don't open up and uh you know we're i don't know if we'll ever open that box up and that's all his stuff and 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 things and uh, we just uh, we don't need to so we we don't do it right i want to backtrack a little bit i got sure. a question um, about when you went to um forgive uh, the the people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how, what did you have to do to prepare yourself to do that? I, I can just imagine in my mind, I would have a very difficult time doing that, being on, on your side of the coin. I'm kind of like, my experience is kind of on their side of the coin. Uh, you know, it was, it was interesting that, uh, when we walked in, uh, it was just a, a feeling of, I, I just felt so bad for them. Right. I mean, the, the one thing is that, that happened, uh, is we never got to see our, see, uh, Tim again, uh, from when we said goodbye to him, uh, the night before, uh, we didn't see him again. Uh, we were advised not to see him because he, his body was, uh, badly damaged and uh they said they just we were told not to do right. it so we didn't see him again now they saw him they had to deal with that they had there were kids sure that, that had kids that had to deal with that i'm sure and, that's burned into their mind oh absolutely you know and uh, uh so i i think the love that i had at that time it just came over me and it, it was just it was just really really good did they did they apologize in that meeting to you? Yeah, I think that. Oh, yeah, because there were some things that happened and and uh, uh, afterwards and uh, after the accident and and <clears throat> yeah, I think yes, they did. And uh, you know, it's been a long time, but uh, right. I just know that when I walked out, I felt good. And uh, you felt like the hatchet th- was buried. Yes, and I I think that they felt good. Uh, we ended up moving. Because of that? Or? No, no. My company, uh, my company, in their infinite wisdom, they thought it would be a good idea for us to uh, get out of the area, and uh, so we ended up moving clear cross country from California to Connecticut. And uh, oh wow! And uh, where in Connecticut? Uh, we were in at that time right outside of Hartford in a town called Simsbury. I, I know where that's at. And uh, so we we lived in uh, so. We moved, but the problem was that we left our support group, right. and our support group left. And uh, and well, uh, your family became your support group then, right? Well, your, your kids it, and it was our our three kids at that time, but we didn't have any any friends, uh, right. and, and nobody knew our story, and uh, and so that that was quite difficult. And um, I think that I don't know if I would have done that again. Uh, if I had it to do over again, if that was the right move, but we made it, and you know we don't look back. But I know it was certainly hard on on Ellie. She she it was really tough on her. But yeah, understandable. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna take a, a just a little break here uh, for our sponsors. We'll be back in just about a minute, and we're back. Um, so Steve, I I want to get into kind of the how your kids handled it, how, how you helped them get through this hard time. Cause you know, it's, it's one thing to handle it as an adult. It's totally different as a kid. And, and how did you and your wife handle that? What, what processes did you follow to ensure that they were going to be okay? Emotionally. Well, like I said, uh, I guess another regret, uh, if I had it to do over again, uh, uh, Hopefully we, you don't ever have to have no, to no. go through anything like that again. I hope not too, uh, <laughs> but I, I think, uh, well, I know that we probably should have gotten our 11-year-old uh, daughter, Amy, 
some counseling. Why? And, why do you say? Well, she was she was, was she? quite close to her brother, and okay. uh, you know it was a loss to her. It was a tremendous loss to her, and uh, uh, we didn't. We just kind of uh, she got uh, kind of wrapped up in her her friends and uh, and and life, but uh, you know we really never sat down and. Uh, and and talked about it when when uh, she was young. Now we was it the elephant in the room? Like no one wanted to talk no, about it. No, oh no, we talked about we talked about him, and we talk about him today as if he were alive. And uh, no, we we didn't build a shrine in the house to him, but uh, you know we we did talk about about him. And uh, uh, but I I didn't ask her. You know, how are you doing? Right. Uh, how are you? Uh, let her let her cry it out. She she cried. I mean she 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 had her struggles and and uh, she she dealt with it. And uh, uh, but I I just wish I'd had done that. Now the other two, uh, seven and five. The five year old he barely remembers remembers his brother today. If you ask him today, he uh, doesn't. Very few memories. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, five years old, and so he he didn't. And uh, Megan, um, a little bit more, and uh, she she uh, you know struggled, had her struggles with it, and um, you know, so it was it was just it was tough for them. We tried to uh, uh, you know talk to them as much as we could. Uh, uh, selfishly, I'll just say that uh, I got wrapped up in my my own grief, and right. I didn't uh, worry about anybody else but my wife and uh, and my grief. And I, I I just figured, well, the kids are kids, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna deal with it. They're gonna right. be able to to handle this. And uh, have you uh, had discussions with your your oldest daughter about that? Oh, does absolutely. She, does she have regrets also on that? No, that that, she, that you never did that for her, or no, she never never said that. Uh, but so these are all your your yeah, feelings alone. Yeah. Like she she's never right expressed that. But she uh, uh, she's a, a a great person, and uh, she uh, you know just uh, the whole family. You know, we'll uh, we'll. His birthday, we'll sometimes we let out balloons because uh, our grandkids uh, want to uh, right. be a part of this. And uh, I'll tell you another thing: we did. Uh, we we buried him uh, at our hometown of Bakersfield, California, because okay. uh, uh, that's where our family was. Now we didn't live there, but our family was there, and we figured, well. You know that's where we'd be buried. So uh, we bought three plots: uh, one for him, and then one for Ellie and myself. And uh, uh, two years ago, uh, every time we'd go to Bakersfield to see family, we would go up there and we'd visit, and uh, we shed tears. And, and the kids would talk about him at that time, you know. And, and but we'd always go up there. But you know, our family started to uh, to die and uh, we didn't have much family left and uh, we figured what well, we we're talking to the kids and we said well who's going to go visit him you know and visit right. the gravesite and we recognize you know there's nothing there but 
you know, it's just uh, makes you feel good. And uh, so I was there two years ago at the gravesite, and I noticed that the the place wasn't being kept up like it used to. And uh, uh, found out that uh, that uh, there was a. Uh, National Cemetery in, in Bakersfield. I went out there and uh, to uh, visit uh, the grave of a friend of mine, and I was talking to the uh, the director of the cemetery, and, uh, and and I told her I was a veteran, and she said, "Well, you know, you can move. You don't have to be buried uh, at that cemetery. You can move out there." And I said, "Well, I have a son that's buried there." He said, "Well, he's a dependent, and." Uh, uh, because he's a dependent child, he can be buried with you at the National Cemetery. And I thought, wow, that's great. And I said, well, the only problem is, I said, uh, we live in Phoenix. He sh she said, well, there's a National Cemetery in Phoenix. And uh, so I came home and I talked to uh, all our kids. And uh, uh, we uh, had his uh, remains disinterred two years ago and uh, brought him down here to the National Cemetery, and that's where he's buried. And so wow. the, the neat thing is that we can, uh, we had a, a, a little service at that time when we, uh, uh, when we had him, when we buried him, and uh, it brought our grandkids into it. And our grandkids, uh, some of them are, you know, late teens. And uh, so, they really, really felt good about this, you know. They they really felt a part of who he was, you know, because they'd heard the name and they'd heard us tell stories and on and on, but they really felt closer. And so now he's buried, you know, 45 minutes away, and um, Ellie and I go out there, you know, about every other month, and we'll put flowers out there. And we recognize that there's nothing in that grave, but uh, it sure gives us, you know, good feeling to be there. And so they they didn't actually move the casket or anything. Mm, I did. Oh, they did. Okay, <laughs> we um, did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we moved him. Uh, uh, they put his remains in a new casket, and we we brought him down. And, oh, they put him in a new casket. New casket. Oh, wow. Because uh, the casket had been damaged uh, to erosion. Right. And uh, so they uh, uh, did that, and uh, we brought him down and at a prescribed time and, uh, and buried him at the National Cemetery. And so my wife and I will be buried right there with him. That's awesome. So it really is good. I mean, you tell a story and people think, oh, that's a little goofy. But, uh, again, it, it's how it makes you feel, not how it yeah. makes others feel. I could care less, you know. But for us, it's good. You're only the second person that I've ever heard talk about that. And the only other person is my dad, and he did that for a job as a kid. Mm -hmm. Take up graves and well i didn't i didn't do no the no i know you didn't myself. do the digging but i mean yeah. that's what they were doing they were digging yeah. them up because uh they had some something wrong with the caskets yeah. or something I don't yeah know. so they were he was he did concrete so they were building concrete things around the yeah anyway so but that's the only times i've ever heard of it that's that's awesome so we you talked about this uh presentation or this talk that you that you did how did you get into that how did you was it just trying to heal, or was it? Yeah, it was advice from I, someone, or what? Was again, it, it gets back to almost like a, a selfish thing, but that you you've got to figure out what's going to get you through it. And, right. and if uh, me talking about it tonight, me talking about this, it's going to help a bunch of people. Well, it 
but it's going to make me feel good. But and more it, importantly, it, it's going to help me because yeah, that's why I do this is for me because I'm selfish. <laughs> and it makes me feel good. And, right. uh, uh, you know, that, that's good. But so I put this, uh, put this talk together with uh, slides and music and it's about an hour long presentation. I speak to a lot of youth groups and, uh, and talk about the loss and then uh, talk about how they need to treat each other and treat their parents and, right. and do that's mainly to youth groups more than it is to uh, adult groups, but uh, the adults get the message as well. That's cool. So what things have you, what things have you gained from doing this um, presentation personally? Well, a lot of Besides people, the obvious, yeah, you know. a lot of people tell me, uh, you know, they're grateful that, uh, that I've taken the time to do it and they, they they really like it and it's it's a message uh, that people need to hear it's just you know it's good in today's world you know there's a lot of uh uh families that are uh, torn apart and uh, uh i went through my uh, my childhood uh, without hearing my parents uh, tell each other that they loved each other or tell my brother and me that uh uh that we were loved and uh boy that has not happened in our home but it didn't happen you know it wasn't a problem before uh the accident it just became a real focal point uh you know to make sure that that we do it and every time we i talk with my kids on the phone or my wife or i walk out the door the last thing is i love you and and that's just a something that that happens. And I, I listen to people, you know, whether they're on their cell phones and they could be anywhere and they're talking, uh, you know, to a family member. And I always listen uh, to what they say at the end. And uh, it's surprising the number of people that uh, share their love and express their love to each other, you know, before they hang up the phone. And that makes me really feel good. So uh, a lot of good has is, is come from that presentation. So through this tragedy that that you went through, what have you, what have you gained? What what things have you learned and and gained from this? Because you know that's that's part of it too. You know we're we're on this life to learn and have experiences that help us learn, and that's one of them. Unfortunately, uh, for people like you and I, I think I've become a uh, well. I'm a, I'm a much more loving person. I'm certainly. Uh a uh, pretty emotional uh, person. Uh, Were you emotional before? A little, but not like I am like now. It. it just seems like anything to do with kids, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm very quick to tears. You're uh, a sucker for kids. Yeah. So well, your I, grandkids are, I think are so. very lucky. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, and so <laughs> I, I think that, and then uh, the lesson I learned about forgiveness, and I think forgiveness is really, really important. Uh uh, that we don't uh, carry that that burden with us, uh, because if you can get rid of it, and uh, uh, I think it's important that you do. And I think that was for me. It was all the process, you know, to do that and uh, learn how to be more forgiving and more more loving to to others. How did your wife handle it? How did how did she? cope with it i think the same way she uh she just she's always been a very very easygoing a very loving person and uh uh she she struggles she she struggles uh 
even today, uh, uh, just recently, there was something that uh, that moved her to tears, and and just uh, thinking about you know our son. Uh, uh, one other thing is uh, uh, one of our son's other friends. Uh, uh, when he started his family, uh, he named his first son uh, Curran Timothy, and so, so we, uh, you know, we followed this young man uh, who is now 17 years old. You know, and uh, it's really interesting to be around the family and hear them call out Curran. You know, and uh, I think they're calling me. And, <laughs> and uh, but the, this young man has been very special. So. I I think this uh for Ellie I think you know she is just she's just a, a good person always has been and uh forgiving was very easy for her you know when when I was asked had I forgiven so you, you were the stiff one then Oh I the... was I was yeah I took it yeah and then she had already gone through that process so it was it was really easy for her, and uh, and she was glad that we did that and did it together. Right. You know, so, yeah. It probably brought you guys closer together. Oh, I think so. In your relationship. I think so. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. I, I appreciate you sharing this with me, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, I'm just grateful uh, uh, to have this opportunity, and I, I appreciate you uh, contacting me, and uh, um, I just... Uh, I'm very thankful, and uh, I'm thankful for the the uh, influence that uh, uh, how we've been guided through this, and and we know that uh, our Savior has done it for us, and uh, and I feel really good about it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and being so open and and willing to talk about it. I know it's a tough tough thing to talk about a loss of a loved one. You know, that's that's tough. So I, I really do appreciate it. So for the listeners out there, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for my next episode. Thanks. Bye.